Hello, and thanks for listening to Grace 91.1 FM and The Gate with Pastor Eric Kluth. The Gate is a program that focuses on the events, the happenings, the people, and the places in our local communities. Hey, everyone. This is Pastor Eric, and welcome to another edition of The Gate. Today, I'm with a good friend of mine, Matt Torado, and uh, I'm excited to talk to him. And he's actually doing this. We're actually doing this interview over um, the Internet because he is in Alaska uh, him and his wife, Nicole, and his children. Uh, and so I wanted to bring Matt on because actually he is, uh, he spent a good amount of his time here in central Arizona in the Casa Grande Coolidge area even. And uh, they have an amazing story. So Matt, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, it's exciting to to catch back up with you because you guys uh, were a part of youth ministry here in Casa Grande about uh, how long ago? Well, we've been up here. It'll be almost a year. We, we've been uh, here a year. Alaska. Yeah. Okay. So you're in Alaska for a year, but you were in Casa Grande Coolidge area for how long? Uh, about four years. Four years. And in those four years, just knowing you, you had this draw to the youth, right? And you yeah, just had a deep passion for them, you and your wife both. Uh, and so you were involved in different youth groups, um, specifically at New Life Baptist Church, right? Yeah, I, I hadn't gotten fully established there yet. I mean, we've been going there for about a year, but yeah, we, we were serving any way we could, more so Nicole than myself. Um, I was just uh, started hanging out with the youth and stuff there, and but Nicole was really the one who was heavily involved at New Life. Most of my engagement was um, either at Calvary Chapel for a little bit with you know, helping you out, as well as um, at Sun Valley. Sun Valley, yeah, right. But in, in the time that we've known each other, you've always told me that you knew that God had something for you. Like you had this call for ministry, and you just didn't know what it looked like. Mm-hmm. And uh, out of the blue comes Alaska. Can you tell yeah. us more about how the Alaska uh, adventure came up? Okay. So a good friend of mine, Steve, is actually the worship pastor up here uh, at the church that we're, we're serving um, alongside. And him and my story, like, intertangle. Like, we, we grew up together and lost each other through the age of not having a cell phone. And then a mutual friend reconnected us. Ultimately, I, I, all of that, I attest to God for sure. But we we reconnected and we were, you know, partying and doing our thing of rebellion together. And then God got a hold of our heart um, at the same time. And we were both just convicted to get back into church and, and get plugged back in. And so we left all that behind and, and started going back to church. My family, you know, Nicole and I, we moved around a little bit. We were in Texas and then back to California. And then we, that's what landed us in Arizona. And while we were in our first, uh, when we first got together, we were at a church in California called Crossline. And uh, we were serving pretty regularly, like every week. Uh, we would serve one service and then go to the next. Um, one day I was walking to the main sanctuary and this huge group of kids, high school age, walked in front of me. And it was right then and there that I just felt God tug on my heart. Like, I want you to go with them. And like, this is where I want you. And I, I, I kind of I attest that to be my, my Jonah moment because that, it was right then and there that I started running from what God was asking me to do for years. And I don't think it was for, I mean, I, I had always been involved with little kids, like, you know, birth through like four or five years old because that's where my wife was uh, at and I wanted to serve alongside her. But 
um, youth ministry, like high school is, uh, is a really tough age. And so that was something that I really wanted to, to do. And so it was then and there that God really put it on my heart to get involved. And so from there, I think it took me about eight years to finally surrender over to where God was asking me to be. And I think it was a, a lot of it was, is just my own insecurities, my own, you know, I mean, I, at the time that that, you know, real tug on my heart happened, I was probably 19, 20 and, you know, just really close to the age of the kids that were in high school ministry. And I was just thinking of like, God, what can I offer them? I'm pretty much in the same boat, you know, and just running from that. And then uh, it wasn't until we were in Arizona that yourself as well as uh, uh, Pastor Ray at New Life were, were both like, hey, I see, like, I just see like God working in your heart. You have a way with the youth, you connect with them. And so that was my real like awakening moment, you know, probably 10 years later that it was just like, God's doing something here and I need to be pay attention to it. And so through a lot of prayer and counseling with, you know, just wise people that I look up to in my life and, and obviously God's word, I found myself in the position where I'm like, okay, I think I need to make this like my sole pursuit is to step into ministry full time. Now, everybody's called to ministry. Everybody's called to share the good news. But I think God, God definitely calls certain people to positional leadership um, and some to just be that just to share the good news. And so I sat down and talked with Nicole about it. And she was like, well, duh, of course, I believe that's what you're supposed to be doing. I've been trying to tell you that for years. And uh, so definitely listen to your wife, because uh, she's the helper that God gave you. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a very wise word right there. You listen to your wives, gentlemen. Uh, they are your other half, for sure. Yes. And, and so it was that moment that I was like, all right. So I told Nicole, I was like, I'm you know me, like when I get in, I'm in, like I'm, I'm head first. Like I'm, I'm not going to test the water by dipping a toe in, like I'm jumping in wholeheartedly. And she's like, no, I know that. I was like, so I just want to make sure you're on board before we go down this road. Because if we were to enter into this venture at odds, we've already given the devil a foothold to like drive a wedge in our relationship. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, no, I mean, I, I think this is where you need to be. This is what, you know, God's called you to. So I'm, I'm on board. And I was like, okay, that means like if he picks us up tomorrow and moves us to Africa or India or something like I'm going and you guys are coming with, she's like, no, I understand. And I was like, okay. Two weeks later, I get a phone call or a message from, from Steve. It was from Todd, who is now my boss. And Todd was, uh, Todd and I had exchanged emails here and there. I just wanted to thank, you know, Steve had done some videography when he, uh, when, uh, a few years back and he made one of the videos for Todd about raising support to start the compass. And so I found it a couple years prior to this event that I'm ta- explaining and just started, you know, reaching out to Todd. And, Cause at that moment I was kind of that same, like God tugging on my heart with those youth at that same moment. I watched that video. I looked at Nicole. I was like, I have a feeling I'm going to be involved with this ministry. Like I just, I just feel like this is where I need to be. She's like, okay well, we'll see what God does. And then fast forward two years to this moment and I get a message from Steve and he's like, Todd wanted me to send this to you. And I was like, really? And so I was talking to my, my buddy Jeff and he's like, look, you never know what God's going to do with your faithfulness. Like you're not committing to anything. He's like, all you have to do 
is be faithful along the way to, to keep walking forward as God continues to open the doors. You know, you might get going and find out that this isn't where you need to be, but maybe it's just God wanted you to respond in faithfulness to open up the idea of moving you away. Maybe this is where exactly where he's calling you to be. And so just, just be faithful with that. Like God's giving you the opportunity, move forward. I was like, all right. So I filled out the application and, and everything. And then through some interviews over Skype and Zoom and whatnot, you know, with Todd and with the pastor up here, Lighthouse, you know, I, uh, I found myself in, in a situation where, you know, the, the board at the Compass wanted to meet me in person and Nicole in person. And, you know, the, the church wanted leadership, wanted to meet me. Um, after, you know, writing out my testimony and sharing the crazy story that led me to where I was, you know, filling this position, the application out for this position. And so they flew us up in December of 2019, you know, cause you got to come in the winter time to make sure Alaska is what you really want. I mean, especially coming from Arizona, it's night and day different. Like it's 30 degrees outside right now. Right now? Right now. As we're talking? Yeah, I'm, I mean, you know me, I'm wearing a sweater. Yeah. So that, that should tell you something. It's only like 90 right now here in Arizona, so. I know, I'm not that's a fan it, of the huh? heat, but. <laughs> anyway, maybe that's why God moved me away. Anyway, um, yeah, so we flew up and met with everyone. We had a Christmas party one day with the youth. Had the opportunity to speak to everybody at the church and kind of like the Cinderella moment, you know, where she puts on the glass slipper and it's just like, it's a perfect fit. Um, that's the way it felt. It just, Nicole and I were flying back that the next day. Cause we, we went up and we did it the week before Christmas. So we were flying back on the 23rd and we would land on the 24th. So Christmas Eve. And we were just talking and it was like, I feel like this is already a done deal. Like, I feel like it's just, like, I feel like this was just a formality at this point. And I was like, but, you know, ultimately it's up to God. So we're just going to continue to trust him in the, in these moments. And in spite of everything that we might see, he might be doing something else, you know. And so we ultimately got the go ahead. Uh, fast forward a little bit. And like, yeah, we want to bring you on. So here's what this looks like. And, and so we are missionaries up here. We came up here as missionaries to this area and to this ministry. So we came up here as far as like support, we had needed to raise our support, which is something we're still actively doing, which is a whole nother, whole nother venture that God's just been working in amazing ways. And it's like, we could fill up hours with this going on and on about what God's been doing through that. And with just so many great, great moments, man. Like, yeah. Well, that's really, uh, really encouraging. I mean, to even myself, uh, I can relate to you in the aspects of, uh, you, you know, just having that calling on your life where you uh, get a whole, the Holy Spirit gets a hold of you and your heart and gives you this vision. And then years of either denying it or fighting it or embracing it even. And it didn't, doesn't seem like it's looking as you thought it would look like, you know, and then it's like all of a sudden, boom, God opens up the door uh, that you weren't looking for. And and I think that that's what's the amazing thing about God is, is that he knows, you know, it says in the word that he knows our heart's desire, right? And, uh, and he has plans for us, you know, 
from from the time we were in our mother's womb, he had good things for us, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like for us, it's as as human beings, we just get so anxious. Well, yeah, especially as believers, what is it that God's calling me to do? I know that God's calling us to do something great. And yes, we all know that we're supposed to share the gospel. Like you said, you know, that call of go make disciples, right? But it's that specific um, mission, like, you know, like how David had a mission, Abraham had one, Moses, Joshua, you know, what is my purpose here on this earth for your kingdom, right? And so, you know, I think that God reveals those things to us, but then it comes on our end of it. Do we believe it? Do we have faith in it? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's where the, you know, the enemy can bring in doubts, lies, you know, uh, frustration. Oh, yeah. uh, and so the verse that came to my mind was, uh, as you were sharing about, you know, your calling and then how you guys went up there to just check it out in the, in the wintertime is uh, Hebrews eleven six when it says, and without faith, it's impossible to please God. And so if you don't have faith in the calling that God has put in your heart, like I always call them like these like seeds, he drops seeds in your heart. And sometimes a seed doesn't come to, uh, you know, sprout for a while. It takes some time. And it's oftentimes that you, in those times that as a believer, you could lose faith, right? You could be like, oh, I guess I heard wrong or, this isn't the way that it's going. You know, God wants it, I guess. But when you listen to that verse and without faith, it's impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. You know, the whole thing is, is, you know, it's all on faith. It's not about what we can do for him, but it's how we believe in him. Right. And when we believe in him, you know, we're surrendering ourselves to him. Mm-hmm. And that's when you start seeing God moves, right? That's when you see the mountains move, literally, you know, like, you know, financial support or uh, ministry opportunities or conversations that you didn't ever think that would ever happen. But uh, like for our listeners, I would encourage you, if God has put something in your heart, uh, a ministry or a work of God that would give him glory uh, to continue to believe in it to believe in that God who put that in your heart uh, because as you continually believe and have faith, God will open up doors. I truly believe that. And just like he did with you uh, Matt and Nicole, you know, you know, you and your wife, Nicole and your family, even down to the point that you said earlier that you don't like the heat. <laughs> and so God then, you know, he, cause you're his son, you're not a servant, you're his son you know, he's like, yeah, okay. You know, you want to dream big. You want to do something with youth. Let's go do it together. Let's go up to Alaska. And so now you're in Alaska. Mm-hmm. You said you've been there for about a year. Yeah. Uh, can you tell us like, what, wh- like, what is the ministry doing? I know you're working with youth, but what do you, what do you guys? Right. So our, uh, <clears throat> our, so I have two positions here. So I, I'm, I'm the assistant director at the compass. Um, I'll, and I'm also the youth pastor here at Lighthouse Church, and they are mutually exclusive. The Compass is not a plant from the Lighthouse. It's just that Todd, my director, goes here, and, and so our housing is being provided by the uh, church, so then that way we can we have an opportunity to pour into the youth that are here and provide some leadership to um, a an age group that doesn't have any right now. And so 
well, didn't have any. And so we, we came up here with that. The basic principle, our, our mission statement for the Compass is to encourage, equip, and empower the youth of Alaska by building healthy relationships, teaching them practical life skills, and sharing the love of Christ. You know, the, the youth, we have the, the, the biggest way that we do that is through our, our drop-in program. The Compass is less than a mile away from the junior high high school in the area. And that's the age group that we serve, 6th through 12th grade. And the kids just walk, a lot of them just walk over to the Compass after school. And, you know, we have an opportunity for them to sit down and do homework. Or, you know, we got a pool table and a ping pong table, like a whole bunch of games they can play. We have a couple computers for them to utilize or just hang out. So the Compass is uh, another facility, right? Yes. That's what it's called is the Compass. Yes. Okay. So the, there, there's a ministry that's happening, the Compass, and we actually have a, a full-fledged facility that is dedicated to the, the youth from 2.30 till 6. So that's the time they get out of school until um, 6 o'clock at night. Most, you know, a lot of people's parents are able to pick them up by then. And so um, that's where we just get to do life with the kids, you know, get to talk to them. I was having a conversation with the kid, this kid yesterday. Um, who is, I've had a lot of great conversations with him and he's um, an atheist and, you know, just kind of had the opportunity to speak truth and love into his life. And, you know, at the end of the conversation, I could see he was a little frustrated because, you know, I kept pinning him into a corner with some of his arguments. And, and I was like, I was like, bud, at the end of the day, I want you to know, like the reason I'm, I'm having these conversations with you is, is for the same reason that Christ came and died for you. And it's love, you know, it's, it's the, you know, I'm not going to change who I am to make you feel comfortable. I'm going to continue to love on you. And, and if I saw a blind person walking towards a cliff, I feel obligated to say something about them out of love for who they are as a person. Like you don't have to, you can be blind to the fact that there's a cliff there and, and ignore my warnings. And that's totally your choice, but I still feel I still have a obligation to God to say something to you. It's those kind of moments, you know, and, and we, we have a couple, we have a whole bunch of different programs, which I can touch on briefly that the compass puts on, but ultimately just doing life with these kids and just being real with them and, and loving on them and holding them accountable. You know, we have a whole bunch of rules that go on at the compass, but they break down into three real easy categories respect each other, respect the facility and respect authority and everything else takes care of itself. And so we hold kids accountable to those things. Um, you know, the youth in Alaska up here, they struggle on a different plane than, than kids in the lower 48 will ever do. Alaska leads the nation in teen suicide. Um, I haven't been a part of that, but one of our students actually did take his life. Um, we have one of the lowest graduation rates in the country. We have about 13% of the youth in Alaska will experience some sort of sexual abuse. And I, whenever I talk about this, I always preface it by saying that this is reported because we know just from basic findings that a huge, huge majority of sexual assaults go unreported. So if th- this is just 13% that we know about. Right. And so we, we are constantly trying to combat those things 
And a lot of that comes from our after-school drop-in program, just, you know, having, having that opportunity to be with the kids on a day-to-day basis, you know, five days a week and just be there for them, love on them, play games. You know, um, like I said, when God gives us those opportunities to speak truth into their life, we take them, you know, and, and, uh, and it's been really amazing. We have six programs that we operate on that kind of just give us different ways of, of, you know, mentoring these kids. One of them is, the, I believe, one of our most important things, and that's true north. And that's about finding your true north, which is ultimately found in Christ. So we, every Wednesday, we have a uh, Bible study that we do with the kids. And, that you know, we don't force anyone to come in. It's open. I get a lot of the kids that I get from my youth group on Thursday nights who come in. But um, every so often, I get someone who comes in, whether it's from bribery for a candy bar or you know, just because they didn't feel like standing up and leaving the room, but they get to, they they get to encounter the gospel in those moments because we just try and that's really what those are, those moments are about is but talk about what's going on in this world. You know, what is, what's God's answer for all of these things. That's one of them. Uh, I think one of our more successful programs is navigate outdoors. If you haven't been to Alaska, I strongly recommend it. It is beautiful. It, it's, it's stunning. I was like, when we were driving back from uh, this past month, uh, coming back up through Canada, when we got back into Alaska, I was just overtaken by, by just how beautiful it is here. And I just felt so fortunate that God would allow me to, to, to be here. You know, like he, he could have called me anywhere and I would have went, but I, I, I feel so blessed to be in a place that is at, it, it's a postcard everywhere you look, everywhere you turn, it's, it's a screensaver. It's amazing. And so Navigate Outdoors is us getting the kids off the computers, away from the screens, and engaging in the outdoors. There is an amazing, amazing opportunity there. And, I mean, we have world-class fishing right here in our backyard, and kids have never never ventured a few miles down the road to the Kenai River and threw a line in for some salmon. Pioneer Together is our our, our community outreach. We try and do a couple of things every year to just do community involvement to show the kids that, hey, it's important to think beyond yourself and your immediate community is important to think about. Traverse Life is our opportunity to teach them life skills. So we have a uh, 50s Willie's pickup that was donated to the Compass that we want to eventually, it's just sitting in pieces right now because we need to, we have a garage in the backside of the compass that we want to be able to bring everything into and rebuild this thing. And, and that preaches for days, like the, the ability of re- restoring a vehicle, you know, like God does the same thing in our lives. He restores us from this broken down, just pile of junk, essentially, obviously that's not how he sees us, but, and he makes us into something amazing and he restores us. Right. That, that so just, Opportunities like that. So teaching kids how to work on engines or mechanical things or a sewing class, or um, there's lots of other opportunities I could share on that too. Plot your course is, you know, just really getting them to think about their future because so many kids are just consumed in the here and now. And that's what is being shoved down their throat by in a lot of different ways through media, through technology. It's, It's all about now, 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 now. It's like, yes, now is important, but you also need to think about your future as well. And so we, we do that through putting on a class on studying for the SATs or how to apply for a job or balancing a checkbook, things like that. Just simple, basic life skills. Some of these kind of 
at least kind of double dip, but um, it definitely helped the the youth out and thinking about their future. Yeah. And then the the last one would be creative wandering. And that's just about, you know, God gives us all amazing gifts and uh, he, he gives some people an eye for photography, some people like, you know, an eye for painting or something as simple as poetry and music, whatever, whatever it is, you know, it's get, trying to give them an avenue to express that creativity. So we try and do things with that as well. So those are the, the main programs that we have um, at the Compass as of right now. Just some, some quick numbers. On average, we serve about 45 youth a day that come over. And to put that in perspective, that's about a fifth of the school <laughs> is coming over to the, to the Compass. Just last year, we've served, because of COVID, it was down. But um, even still, we had over 8,000 impact hours. That's with hours of where we're involved personally with the children, whether it's at Youth Drop-In or one of the programs. Because during during the summer, we're going to get ready to kick off our Navigate Outdoors where we're going to be taking the kids out fishing and hiking and um, just in, you know, in, interacting with God's amazing creation. And to date, we have had the opportunity to interact with 386 different youth. So that means 386 different individuals have come through that door from the second the compass is opened till now. And so some of them maybe only once, some of them continually come. Ultimately, that's 386 kids that have had the opportunity to interact with someone who loves them, who wants to see them yeah. um, come to a saving grace in, in the Lord and, and to just guide them through their life. Because sadly, there's a lot of kids up here that don't have that opportunity. Mm-hmm. They're latchkey kids. They have parents... I had a girl tell me, you know, she was writing on her arm with some Sharpie and, you know, I was like, you shouldn't be doing that. You know, that stuff's like soaking into your skin and it's bad for you. And she's like, wow, you care about me more than my mom does. You know, just, she just threw it out there. Like it was no big deal. Like she was saying hi to me, knowing a little bit of her background. I I believe she was serious in what she was telling me. So that's a, that's kind of the compass in a nutshell. You know, a, a big thing for me was, you know, the real hurdle to get over was the idea of being a missionary in America. <laughs> but then I, God just, you know, in his sovereignty, just, you know, gave me the past, the, the passage in, I think it's Acts chapter one, where the last thing Jesus commands before he ascends is to, to spread the good news. Right. And if you, if you notice, he says to in Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth, well, that's, here locally in your immediate area and around the world. So missions is not just a a big hurdle for me was thinking this, Oh, we're going to be going to Africa or India and, you know, South America and all these, you know, terrible places, you know, that, that need it. And it's like, yeah, that's true. That's missions, but missions is also in your backyard, sharing the good news with your neighbor literally next to you. It's sharing, it's being involved in ministries that reach out to your immediate community. You know, some people are called away to go to foreign countries. Some people are called to go to a foreign light country like Alaska. But, you know, we're all, we're all called to, to share the good news of, of what Christ has done. As you say, those are some of your things that are going on at the compass. And I'm like, is that all? Really? I mean, like, that's a lot, man. And then, 
uh, it's beautiful because it's not, it's not, I mean, yes, you are sharing the gospel, but it's more so like going into go make disciples, you know? And I, I, one of the things that's been really fresh in my mind and my heart lately is the discipleship is doing life. That is saying, Hey, come, let's go throw a line in the river and catch some salmon. And it's just hanging out. And in those times of hanging out, oftentimes the Holy spirit brings conversation. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's, it's, going through and, and listening to these kids. And when a, a young girl says, wow, you care more than uh, for me than my mom, it's unpacking that by just saying, wow, you know, yeah, we do care for you and we love you and mm -hmm. uh, you are valuable, you know, and, and it's not about the numbers. I mean, the numbers are great. And, you know, as far as like, man, God praise you for bringing people through, but yeah. You know, I always look at what Jesus did was, you know, he really poured into just 12, you know, and right. then those 12, you know, turn the world upside right, as I say, instead of turning it upside down, as the word says, you know, but it's because that's, that's how the culture saw it, it was like, they're coming against us. Mm -hmm. But for the kingdom of God, they were doing a great work, you know, and um, I always, I'm encouraged because, like you said, you know, God God's mission is uh, to restore mankind to him so that we can be one with him. You know, as Jesus right. prayed in the garden, you know, Father, I pray for those who will, who will believe in me, you know, that they will be one as we are one, you know. And, and unfortunately, sin, so cool, you man. and I, separates us, right? It separates us from that. And so the mission is to uh, bring forth repentance and that's through the gospel that Jesus loves you that he took on your hit your sins my sins those who are listening sins upon himself mm -hmm. uh, so that we can then be established to the original design which is to be one with our father you know and one in God and in Jesus the simply put is this is that wherever people are that's where the mission's at so it doesn't matter sure. if it's Casa Grande Coolidge Florence Eloy Maricopa, you know, anywhere here in Central City, uh, Central Arizona, Arizona City, uh, to um, Alaska, to Sudan, it doesn't matter. Wherever there's a human being, that is where God's mission's at. Amen. And I think that those who are feeling like, wow, Matt and Nicole and their family have such a cool life, man. They got to go. They got called to a beautiful Alaska and. Uh, you know, you, just hearing about like every every turn is a picture, you know, I'm like, man, I'm jealous. I want to go salmon fishing, you know, like I'm here in the wow. desert, you know, and uh, where there is no water, uh, there is nothing green. But here's the thing, though, is that I have the opportunity just as you have the opportunity to make disciples. And, and it's because they're people, they're people mm -hmm. and uh, and they need to to have that love of Christ. And so. Um, man, that's really powerful. And I hope people were really listening to you. And uh, as you were sharing about, you know, just having that calling on your life, the programs that you were doing are massive. And so um, I know that my thanks is nothing for the kingdom of God, but you know, it's really cool that you guys were obedient to go and do this and do it every day. You guys are open every day. Yeah, we're open Monday through Friday um, wow. with the students. So that way they have opportunity to come after school. It's just amazing. So Matt, uh, as we get to kind of close this, to land this discussion, how can people get involved with you guys 
as far as support or um, there's lots of different ways. Do you guys take missionaries and mission trips up there? I mean, would you welcome groups to come up there? We actually have a group coming up from Texas um, in, I think June, possibly July. I have to look at the calendar, but I think it's end of June and they've been coming up every year to help do work. Um, And so, you know, absolutely they're, you know, just reach out and we can, figure out how and what that looks like, you know, even if it's just a single solo, like, you know, I have the resources, you know, God, God just put it on in my heart. I want to come up and be involved, reach out. There's lots of cool ways to, to get involved. I actually connected with a guy in California who owns a house up here and he comes up in the summertime. And so he's going to reach out when he comes up here in a couple months and he wants to join us on some of those outdoor adventures that we were, I was sharing about. Yeah, there's, there's lots of different ways. Obviously, one of the most important ways, and in, in my opinion, the most important way is through prayer. You know, we, we are definitely trying to combat all of the things that you see in the news and the media. Like our kids up here encounter that same stuff. They encounter the, the movements that are going on. And so the battle is, is not a flesh and blood. You know, it's, it's definitely the work of Satan in he's, he's having his way with, situations right now and sadly our 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 youth are are the ones that are going to be the most easily manipulated and especially because they have it constantly thrown at them through all different types of media you know so prayer is is the most pivotal thing that we need so if if you want to partner with us and being one of our you know prayer partners you know awesome you know we have i have some new plans of being more intentional about you know getting out like prayer emails and things like that. So um, people can reach out to me. It's Matt, M-A-T-T, last name, T-I-R-A-D-O-1-7 at Gmail. Um, send me an email and, you know, I can put you on the list and, and you can be involved with what we're doing up here. Um, or you can reach out to The Compass. It's thecompassak.com. You can get plugged in there. There's ways to donate to The Compass directly. There's a link on the website if you want partner with us financially. Um, if you want to support the work that we're doing here, me and my family, you can go through the compass as well. There's a, a link that'll take you straight to our support page. Um, we're trying to raise monthly supporters that, you know, up to this year, we're trying to add $1,200 to our budget a month. Right now, I currently have a job that um, gives me an opportunity to be in the community because the compass by day is a coffee shop, gives us an opportunity for the people in the community to see what we do um, and just utilize the facility in another way to to help support some of the bills. But ultimately um, prayers is one of the most important parts of, of what we're doing up here, but you can get involved through a lot of different ways. Yeah, that's great. So I would definitely encourage you. I would imagine somebody listening right now, you know, if you are just, man, no, the Holy Spirit has just moved alongside of you and just really encouraged you even just reach out to Matt and just say, man, I, I heard you on the, on the radio. I was very blessed by what you said and you encouraged me do so, man, shoot him an email. Um, this guy right here, I'm telling you is probably the most genuine guy that I know. Uh, he's real. He's not going to be all polished. I mean, he is, he's a legit dude. So, um, reach out to him. And uh, if you're moving in your heart to support them financially, you definitely want to encourage you to do that. They are doing uh, the work uh, of Jesus Christ, continuously continuing the father's business, which is to bring people 
to the to the good news and to the uh, to eternal life, and that is through Jesus Christ. And so, uh, thanks, Matt, for um, your uh, serving our Father, man, in great faithfulness, man. And I, I just am so proud of you. And I know that you guys are going to continuously do great things and uh, and reach many lives up there in Alaska. So thanks for joining me today. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Tell your wife hi and kids. Uh, And so that wraps up another episode of The Gate. The Gate is a show that focuses on the events, the happenings, the people, and the places within our local communities here in central Arizona uh, and now in Alaska. So God bless you guys. And uh, until next time, we'll see you. God bless. Bye.